0: This is the Roaring Austin podcast, a podcast brought to you by lots of open source and a bit of DaVinci Resolve and the co-host. Hi, Dave. Hello. I'm not quite sure what to make
1: of that particular intro, Um, especially thinking about the pre-intro. But uh, (laughs) hey, there we go. That's lost forever.
0: Um, Hello, Jan. That's a good thing. Uh, we we're following on, on the last episode and the one before that to kind of finalize our talking about something called the Open Logic State of Open Source Survey, where we've been going through the most obvious reasons why organizations use open source. Kinda of had most of the top ones here. We kinda of had the bottom here with the yeah, three last ones, I think. Mm-hmm. Where other is not something we can talk a lot about. So let's talk about the other two.
1: I mean this the the reasons to me sort of make perfect sense and then go a little bit weird um
0: <laughs> that's life that's life
1: <laughs> I, I, maybe maybe it is maybe it is, but you know top reason is access to innovations and the latest technologies i mean that that just resonates with me makes sense nearly forty percent of people have answered that that's one of the one of the top reasons um and is consistent with my sort of expectations of why people are continuing to kind of flock towards and invest further and dive deeper into open source projects and technologies
0: We've, since we kind of talked about all of those what we haven't talked about are the bottom two the large selection of, op- of options for similar functionality that's something you see as an advantage or a disadvantage. I mean, there's, there's this thing that they call too much choice or choice mm. is uh, not always a good thing. People often kind of want leadership, direction, opinionated choice, if you want to call it that, from vendors. If you just give them, yeah, well, there's a bunch here, just pick the one that smells best. That does kind of, for me, sometimes instill fear of making a decision because I might make the wrong decision
1: yeah i mean the problem with this for me is that the there's uh a well-known sort of phrase um not invented here syndrome uh where it is not uncommon for organizations or even people to take something and uh you know see see something similar um, out in open source or out in the world and then go, oh well I like that, but what if it did, you know, X differently and instead, you know, they they then completely sort of pivot and spin up their own entirely different implementation of let's say something that's 90% the same, 10% different rather than engaging and attempting to contribute towards a project to expand that project to maybe you know implement that uh, that thing that they think is missing or they, that thing that they think they could do could be done slightly differently like sometimes the delta is just uh, inevitable like sometimes projects just aren't looking to make those kind of changes and that's not the kind of approach they want to take and you know if that's the case then there's not really too much else you can do you could fork that project and at least start from that uh, but then you're still in the same sort of position where you're spinning out something of your own and you know away you go um i do i do generally wish that there was more collaboration and less sort of forking and um spinning up of new projects that as i say are 90 plus percent identical to something else that's already out there but that being said that innovation does always sometimes produce something that is far better actually than some of the stuff that has has been around before so it's it's tricky to like toe the to find the right line here and the answer is often um one of the se's favorite responses even though it's actually a terrible response which is it depends Um, There's no kind of right and easy, always
0: one-size-fits-all answer for this, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, also not always is the reason technology, sometimes it's a deployment model. I mean, if you look at uh, MySQL and MariaDB, I wouldn't say MariaDB is functionally better or worse than MySQL, they pretty much do the same thing, they're dropping replacements of each other, but they kind of did the fork due to licensing Mm. things from Oracle. Yep. that's also the reason they do it. And this also kind of contradicts the stable technology point because if you have that many forks, inevitably some of those forks will be more successful than others. And in the end, um, one, maybe two will remain because there you typically have this fragmentation and then coalescing again, fragmenting, coalescing again towards the common denominator, is that a way of saying it? If you bet your horses on, your money on the, the wrong horse there, uh, that might be a costly mistake. Now, typically these things do have some kind of a migration path or mm-hmm. a uh, definitely compared to closed source software, you should be mm-hmm. in a better situation to move from one to the other. But still, it is a part of the risk, which is, I would say, inevitable if you want to keep the pace of innovation it, yeah. it has. It's kind of the, yeah. Bad the the, the 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 other flip the flip side of the coin basically you can't have one without the other, I think.
1: Yeah. The I, I just you know my my only sort of commentary here is that I do wish that people would at least attempt collaboration first. Rather than they do more often mm, than not. I know a lot of open source maintainers and and creators and their reasoning for like creating
0: projects is not always all that sound it really isn't yeah but those are individuals and these things should be carried by communities and for a community to uh, decide to split into two i mean friendships are are formed in these environments it no but you're talking you're talking about something different you're talking about
1: when a community splits that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is when someone looks at a particular okay. problem space and goes oh i can do this better yeah i can do it better and rather than like engaging with that particular community and and kind of sharing ideas and collaborating and making that project better they go and spin their own thing up and you know as i say sometimes those ideas are excellent and there's you know there is real benefit to it but you can often end up with oh, like i just wish this piece of functionality that's really good in this project or library or whatever it is was implemented in this actually far more complete project so you end up with this like worst of both worlds kind of situation and it happens in my experience like way too much um so yeah i I just I would encourage people if you're if you're looking at something and thinking, "Oh I, I could do this better," or not even just I could do this better, but I would like to do something something like the same as this, but one one item different or something different like why not engage with that community and just share your ideas, share your thoughts, and you who knows like they might be very receptive to those thoughts and ideas and you know collaborating to an existing you know project with your your great ideas could continue to accelerate that project even faster
0: even larger even wider well crazy as it may be i'm gonna disagree <laughs> of course you are because on the first place if somebody goes solo and does something else i mean we're talking about organizations adopting uh, software of open source software Organizations should look at the, we've we've talked about this before, the community is a big part of the product. Technology can be so good. If there's no community behind it, it's a risk because longevity is a a question there. So if I look at uh, solutions, if, if organizations look at solutions, look at the committers, how many committers there are, how often they commit. And if you don't see a, if you do see that single person building something, don't go there. It's, if that was the right way to go, a community will form and at mm-hmm. some point, it may become something uh, interesting for you. But as long as it's the single, I know it better, don't go there. And I also say it's a good thing that those, I know everything better, people leave the communities because if they stay, they can be a very disruptive element. Stalling advancement, causing issues, blocking things because they can't get what they want in the product, so nothing else will happen either. So while I am agreeing with you that communication and compromise is always a good thing if it turns out that this person simply is adamant that his way is the way to go which is where the way his or her way to sure. be inclusive here then i think it's a good thing that he just the person just goes his own way her own way does its thing and hey again if they had the million dollar idea they will form a community and it'll work mm. however the personality of someone that would do something like this typically isn't conducive to forming a community.
1: Yeah. No, I I don't I don't necessarily disagree with anything you've said. It like makes sense. I think it's actually I think with with a lot of these topics we're actually in violent agreement with like fractionally different perspectives on things. But Yeah it makes a yeah.
0: bad podcasting of just say, yeah you're right, I'm right too <laughs>
1: <laughs> So let's All move right. on to
0: the last one on the list here and I'm actually very surprised it's so low down. So the topic is makes it easier to hire or retain employees. (laughs) On the podcast, we've been talking about retention, remote working, and in all of these topics, things like open source mindset, open source ideas came up a lot. And I do know for myself, for instance, that if I am looking around for another job, looking at open source companies, is what I do. Mm. I am not even looking to go work for, uh, I'm going to abuse Oracle again, <laughs> to work for Oracle. Uh, it doesn't capture my interest because all of the points are already listed. The base of innovation, the changes, the way it works and all of that, the community behind it. Those are the things that make my job for a company more interesting. So I would definitely say that if your company is deep into, into open source and actually doing it the right way so not just cannibalizing it but actually also committing back and being in the swing of things it would definitely make it easy to hire a senior employee so I'm very curious why it's a down, and my only explanation I can think of is that no HR people were queried here <laughs>
1: I do not think that HR people would even I don't even think HR people would would give that answer if they were even asked I, it's I, this doesn't surprise me actually that it is so far down because the the types of job titles of people that were involved in this, um, all of those other things are just significantly higher up on their list of of things. I'm guessing they all got to choose, I don't know, two items or three items or whatever, something like that, but... You know, if you've got to choose, you know the the top, however many items,
0: it'd be in my top five
1: always. But what have you only got to choose for?
0: Uh, well, considering <laughs> the results here, the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine have about the same amount of, uh, even ten have the same amount of votes. So I think yeah, they were able to choose more than four.
1: Mm, maybe, but even so, like it, it's just. I do agree. Like for me, especially, like I, it's one of those things that I appear to be similarly wired to you. In that, open source is actually very important to me for a for a career. I've spent over twenty years in open source based solutions, technologies, companies, etc., and you know, couldn't imagine doing something that didn't have some element of open source in it. So, for me, yes, it's also incredibly important. But I. As to why organizations are using open source, I think the the flip side of this sort of answer on makes it easier to hire or retain is the, the, the kind of the feedback that we're always seeing and, and always getting, which is how difficult it is to find enough open source ready talent and how, you know, finding um, which high makes quality. More important. I know, I know, but if, as I say, that's why I think it's the flip side of this, like the, the hiring in the first place is so, is so tricky that, you know, they don't have a problem with it um, on the sort of retention side of things. And the problems that they have on the hiring side of things are, are more to do with a, a lack of candidates. Like if they find the candidates, then yes, it's easy to hire, um, but it's finding the candidates in the first place.
0: I still think contradicting yourself there, because I agree that hiring is a problem. There's a lot of demand for people with open source knowledge, and if you find one, you want to keep them. And again, this was a survey presented to users of open source. Mm -hmm. So this was not sent to Oracle or something like that. This was Mm -hmm. sent to companies using it, so they have the open source people there already. They are continuously hiring, probably because attrition is a thing, it just happens. Mm -hmm. Retention should be top of their uh, mind because they know that these engineers can go work pretty much anywhere they want, to be honest. Retention has to be important for them. But maybe the flip side is that because they are open source based already, they have already the steady flow. The It's already there, so they don't think about it anymore. That is an important part of what they're doing. Yeah. Might be a bit of a survey bias there.
1: Yeah, Yeah, could well
0: be. Could well be.
1: I mean, it, it it is a it is something that um, maybe it's diff- also the like the stage of of companies, or the stage that they're at. To your point, like if they're if they're already really established, if their their contributions to open source or their consumption of open source is well known, um, then you know, it will be far more about. You yeah, they'll have a steady pipeline of potential candidates and it'll be far more about, you know, weeding out the, uh, uh, or, or selecting out the, the the best of the best and, you know, making that selection rather
0: than anything else. Uh, yeah, I can see that. am not sure if anybody has that luxury today still. I mean, there's a huge uh, shortage of people. Yeah, they do. Okay. Not the company, companies I worked for. <laughs> Except <laughs> Microsoft. Yeah, they had a, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: I, I'm curious, like 1.15% of people responded with other.
0: What What other
1: reasons can you think that organizations would use open
0: source software? Uh, because they can love the think funky of project names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. It's
0: 1. 1.15%, uh, I mean... <laughs>
1: yeah they love the names I, I i did actually get into a conversation um with uh, with someone that i uh had worked with a good sort of six or seven years ago about uh the strange names of hadoop projects and um that the particular project in uh, in question was pig <laughs> and uh why is it called pig because it eats everything and someone like someone piped up, and this is someone that had been in the the big data space for I don't know, five six years at least. They said, "Wait, what? I'd never heard that," and I just cracked up laughing because it was just, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's one of those things that I I, I thought that everybody
0: knew at that point, but clearly that was not the case. Yeah, Kubernetes is the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. People want to know where it comes from. Look it up, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, so, you
1: think, so that's the only reason? It's the only other reason you can think of funky project names? Well, I'm
0: looking through it, but everything I can think of kind of has a place in there. I mean, the one that isn't spelled out is, but it's kind of for the uh, retention and hiring of employees. Because I'm looking for at my own situation. Why do I go for open source companies? Because I can continuously improve myself. Things change so rapidly. There's never a moment you can say, I know it, I can stop learning. The moment you say mm. that, you realize everything you know is obsolete and you have to learn a new version, new whatever, then things have changed and you just have to keep awake. So I guess it's my part of longevity, mm-hmm. of the mind then, at least. Yeah. I mean, another, like,
1: again, a, a flip side to that could be uh, if you take that from a negative perspective, like you could see, or I could see people kind of introducing sort of open source software, maybe sometimes where it's, it's you know, they introduce their hobby project, they cram their hobby project that they love into something um, where, you know, maybe it's a good fit, maybe it's not. And it sort of secures their continued role and position within that organization. I do, I do see that happening because you see people who introduce technologies to organizations and, and they're like, oh, everyone's like, oh, this is great, this is fantastic. And then the, the person like finishes building it. And then, you know, a couple of years later, they get bored because building it uh, was the fun bit, operating it, not so much the fun bit. And then they vanish. And then the organization is left in the lurch with this thing that no one there understands
0: Um, And all of a sudden it's like, oh dear, what have we done? But that's fine because then the new project leader comes in with his own hobby project to replace the old (laughs) hobby project. And that's how things keep churning down. Uh, No, you're right, of course. But that's again why we always stress community, 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 not just outside, but also inside. When Mm. open source is being used inside. And I don't care if you're using Agile or Scrum or whatever, that doesn't matter, but make sure that it's not a single person deal. It should always be the group that looks at this stuff, how it integrates, how they want it. It needs to be kind of a democracy, maybe meritocracy. It can't be person. Hobby, hobby project that, that that that's not the right way of doing open source and I'm pretty sure that a lot of companies had problems with this exact thing I'm hoping that say with 2023 now we should have a maturity level at this point where that kind of doesn't happen anymore mm. uh, but it's the whole common sense thing right
1: yeah isn't all that common anyway on that note unless there's anything else from you uh, nope that'll do with me fine in that case that is all the time we have for today hopefully you can't hear the rain in the background you can however support this podcast by becoming a patron every contribution really does help we are on youtube you can like you can subscribe you can see the video of jon hitting his microphone stand and you can of course hit the notification bell and do all the youtube things you can also go to roaring for a link to our patreon page and for more information about the podcast you can follow us on twitter mainly on using the at roaring elephant tag and you can send your feedback via the good old-fashioned email address of podcast at roaring until next time my
0: name is funky project name dave and my name is i only do this podcast for all the money i get from it <clears throat> And we look
1: forward to talking to you next week. Goodbye. See you then.